The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Normally, you can watch us live at texasfootball.com and on Facebook every weekday at noon, but we're off the air for now while we get our new studio put together. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm flying solo today. Max is out of the country. So we thought we'd bring you some interviews that we did with some of the best and brightest Texas high school football coaches down at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio last week. Today is Wednesday, August 1st, 2018, 113 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 595-595, Burt Campanaris' OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. First up on today's show, hey... Let's talk to a state champion head coach. The head coach of the Pleasant Grove Hawks, Coach Josh Gibson, stopped by the Dave Campbell's Texas football booth. We had a great conversation with him about his impending title defense. Here's our conversation with Texarkana Pleasant Grove Coach Josh Gibson here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio with the head coach of the 4A Division II state champion, Pleasant Grove Hawks. It's Coach Josh Gibson. First question, are you tired of people introducing you as the head coach of the defending state champs? Has that has that gotten boring yet? I don't, I don't think that's ever going to get old. <laughs> I, I, wish, I, I, wish, I hope they're doing it again in a couple of years next mm-hmm. year. I, mm-hmm. I don't think you'd ever get tired of that label. Yeah, it's, it's pretty special. And, you know, I, I do want to touch on 2017 because it was so special for you guys. Uh, you know, the, the, the state championship and, and the run, kind of a bit of an improbable run to, to you know, go through the, the teams that you went through to get there. Now that you kind of had time to digest, when you look back at the team, what was it about that team that made it special? Yeah, just the the buy-in. I mean, from day one, they were they were babies when we got there, and, and you and you give them this spill. If if you buy in and do everything you're supposed to do, we're, we're going to reap what you sow. So whatever you put in, we're going to get out. And and we go one speed, and that's full tilt. We're going to put our heart and soul into each other. And those kids bought it. I mean, more than any team I've been around. Um, and you know, I grew up with a dad who was a successful coach. He's been coaching 45 years, and and more than half of that was in college. And my brother-in-law's been A&M Alabama with the Cowboys. My stepdad was an AD, and I've seen all their teams. I've never seen a team buy in more than these kids. And so you have to have a special group of kids that go, man, if you say don't step on a crack coach, we won't do it. And, and they were like that. Um, so just their buy-in and belief, um, it, it was awesome. Was there a moment where you think it clicked for them, where it was like, guys, if we keep doing this, it could be special? Yeah, I, th- I think the year before when, mm-hmm. when we went back, we, we went to the shotgun wing tee and kind of messed everything up because we had a good quarterback coming up, and uh, we wanted to you know wanted to throw the ball more. And, and we started off the year, we played, I think, four state-ranked teams, and my dad at Frisco was 9-1 and one that year and 2,000 students. So we start off 1-6. And we go back under center and, and, and go back to the, to the wing tee. We beat three state-ranked teams, go three rounds deep, lose four to Salina. And the kids knew at that point, they're like, we beat, we beat three state-ranked teams. We lost to the number four team. We're, we're playing like a number five, and we bring everybody back next year. And I think at that moment they knew 
that our, our winter, our spring, and our summer, we need to be going full tilt and we'd have a chance at the whole thing. Oh, and that's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, you, you talk to, to a lot of coaches and they say the championships get get won in February sure. and in March and, and in spring ball and during the summer and stuff like that. So I'm, I I, I want to hear about this summer. You know, what, what, was, what was this summer like? I mean, obviously it's a bit of a different vibe, I'm sure, around yeah. the program, but what was the summer like for you guys? Yeah, so, you know, we lose 16 starters, and, and we, have a, we have a really good junior class that I think they've lost one game um, when they were all together, you know, 7th, 8th, ninth grade. And, uh, and, and so they're good. They're, they're talented, but there's a big difference of playing – with, with, with talented high school kids and replacing nine college scholarship kids. You know, that's a lot of kids to replace. So the, the work ethic was the same. The buy-in's been the same. That, that's been good. But, but we have to grow. We're, we're a little bit less experienced. And I think there's evident of where we are in our program showed at, at, at seven on seven. We, we did not get to play much together. We had five kids that were in baseball playoffs. And we play our first qualifier five days before in Salina. We qualify, barely qualify. It wasn't pretty. We go down and get our teeth, you know, kicked in against Melissa and, and then play a little bit better against Stephenville. And then, you know, there's growth in every game. And so the more experience they get, the better we get. And we end up going to state championship, which is further than the year before. And it's a, it's a gimmick game for us. I mean, seven on seven is, but you can get a lot of stuff out of that. And I think the thing that, that we learned about ourselves is, is we're young and, and we're going to, we're going to make some mistakes, but if we keep our heads right and, and stay believing in our program, we're, we're always going to get better. And our goal is to, you know, be playing deep into the season. And we, we might start off rough with our schedule. We might not, but I, I don't know. I don't know if you get through, like, the Carthage and Henderson and all that stuff, and it, I don't think that's easy for anybody. No, you don't come out of that unscathed. Almost basically nobody does. Um, you know, it's, it's an uncomfortable question, but it's a, it's a part of the, the reality. Um, you win a state championship. You beat West Orange Stark. You, you do it in emphatic fashion. You do it on national television. You're going to get noticed. I, I'm certain, uh, you don't have to confirm or deny, but I'm certain that you got some phone calls about, hey, why don't you come coach here? Because good coaches are good coaches, and you proved last year to, to a big audience that you're a good coach. You're still Pleasant Grove. Yeah. What is it about Pleasant Grove that makes it special? I think the kids in the community, just the buy-in. I've, I've never seen, we talked about our kids buy-in. I've never seen a community buy into a program more than our communities bought into ours. And I, I kind of reflect back to when my dad was at Plano back in the 70s and 80s. They won three state titles. And, and, and there was just so much buy-in and belief in Plano. And, and, and I, and I want to coach football in that type of era. And, and, and football's changed. But in East Texas, the Carthages, the Gilmers, um, uh, there's a lot of setups out there. That, that will take you back to that 1980s feel. And, and we have that right now at Pleasant Grove. And, and so, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I didn't think about it, but mm -hmm. then w when those offers came and opportunities came, we look at what we have, and I feel like I'm playing with fire because we're, we're just extremely happy and, mm -hmm. and, and blessed to be there. It's, it's a, a great thing. And the other thing, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier before we started recording, is that everyone wins out there yeah it is it is achieve after achieve after achieve and like do you, do you just think it's contagious is there something in the water well I, I think it's the way the tech you know the state set up you I, I was from the metroplex i feel like five and six a football you know for the most part's dominated by the metroplex you still sure. have your katie's and woodlands that are awesome every year and you can go to west lake and lake travis mm -hmm. of course in central mm -hmm. texas great programs but there's so many mm -hmm. in dallas and at the 4A level and 3A level, I mean, East Texas, you, you can even look at regional scores. You can, 
you go through some of the, the games that we did, and like our fourth and fifth round game were easier to us than, than, than playing our last place team in Spring Hill. Spring Hill could have been playing us in week five yeah. of the playoffs or week 15 and, and giving us a great football game. They're a good football team. And, just at that 4A level, Wascom, or 3A level 2, Wascom, uh, you know, Newton, uh, Kilgore, Carthage, Gilmer. It, it's just you're inundated with talent, and, and you have so many good teams, they sharpen each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think football's really good at 4 and 3A level in yeah. East Texas. And, ev- I mean, everything. You guys are winning everything. Basketball, you're winning baseball, you're winning everything. It's, just, it's ridiculous. Um, okay, so last year, I think because it was Pleasant Grove's first time at a state championship game, I think we got to know some of your players. They became kind of household names, right? You know, uh, Xavier Benson kind of springs to mind. It's a guy that sure. that very quickly became a household name across the state. Who's going to be that guy this year? Yeah, I think we have two kids that are very talented football players. Our, our quarterback, um, I think, as a total package, he's the best quarterback I've coached in 18 years and for him to go you know be a part of a team as a 16 and 0 sophomore starting quarterback he, he's efficient you watch him in that game he puts some balls in holes and, and we're a wing t team mm-hmm. but he'll take the guys out and throw for two hours a night during the summer just on his own i mean they'll jump the fence at the stadium and i'm like hey, you're not going to get in trouble for that we're, we're okay with that <laughs> you're you not going to call the cops on him but that's who he is and he rallies all those guys and then we had a running back you know that, that had over a thousand yards and I know you probably remember Rex Burkhead. Sure. Um, he was coming up in Plano when I was going from Plano to Frisco, and this kid's cut from that cloth. I mean, he's he, he averaged almost nine yards a carry as a sophomore. He got sophomore of our district, and um, he's a he's a four five four kid, very strong, very balanced. Um, he's he's going to be a very good football player. And then we have, you know, at, at one point when school year ended, we had the only two freshmen in the state that were offered. Um, it, it, excuse me, only two freshmen in East Texas mm-hmm. that were offered in, in, in Landon Jackson and Marcus Burris, and you got a six six and a six five defensive ends on both sides, and they're babies, you know. But Landon, I mean, he was an All-State kid last year, and he's preseason All-State this year as a sophomore, and Marcus is 260 pounds. He was 220 last year at this time, and, I mean, they're grown men, and, and they're gonna, it's going to take them a little bit of time to figure everything out up top, but I think they're going to be really productive for the next three years for Pleasant Grove, and you'll you'll hear those names a lot. Well, and I'll tell you that you know they always say that if you've got big kids, that's a product of good coaching. So well done coaching those kids up to six six two sixty. Yeah, I, I show you a picture of my son, and he's <laughs> like I said, he's a miniature dachshund just like me. So yeah, I didn't have a lot to do with that. I get to inherit those guys. You know, you're you're in a unique position to, to answer a question. I've, I've wanted to ask a lot of coaches, and it's about a, a rule change that they made at the UIL level, the the instant replays at state championship games. They're going to all the, the instant replay system, kind of like a college system where it's been a, a booth call down. Uh, I don't know, nothing springs to mind as far as a really controversial play in West or in the, in the title game. But I can think of you know one or two things that maybe they would have looked at. I'm, I'm interested in your overall take on the ability to, to do instant replay in the title games. You know, it, it, it doesn't bother me a lot. I don't have a strong opinion on that rule. There's another rule, the chop and the cut and rule mm-hmm. on the edge scares me because we're wing T and we do a lot of that, and, and that's scary for a lot of coaches that sure. we've been talking about that. But this one, I, I, the thing that I do like is when you're doing something for 15 games, don't change it for one game, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's the only – that would be my stance on it, I think. I think if we're not using instant replay for 15 games, don't use it for game 16, you know. Um, that's the only time those those officials even get to practice yeah. that. 
and, and they'll get it right, which mm-hmm. that, that's the good side of it. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to get the play right, and, and, and people that have been on the, the bad end of that, you know, I bet they're going to be all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a strong opinion right now. I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'd like to get back to a game where they do how about instant that? replay. How about that? And then I'll tell you how I feel There you go. About that's it. perfect. If you get to an, when you get to another title game, we'll ask you the same question <laughs> ahead of time. That's can, what we'll do. Can okay. you make sure that happens, though? Yeah, I'll write that down. Let me put that. <laughs> Max, can you write that down as, uh, on the Pleasant thing to Grove do? gets to get there. Pleasant Grove. Okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Let's get to the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. It's the only reason that anybody comes over here. The Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. There's nothing on here that's going to get you fired, but you are legally bound to answer the question truthfully if you, when you spin it. All right. Go you, for uh, it. You, I did give a suggestion. I, I, want, I yes. want a steak dinner with Matt Stepp on there. Like as the prize? Like yeah, everyone's gunning for it? Everybody would go for that. Hey, yeah. he's a foodie. He's yeah, fun, for he's sure. He's fun to socialize with, so we need to get that put up on the board. Okay, that's what we'll do. That'll be like the big prize. There you know go. what I mean? Yeah. Like the bells will go off. All right. Spin the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. Josh Gibson, the head coach at the Texarkana Club. Here we go. Box. Come see on. what comes big up. Bucks, big Let's bucks. See big bucks. Stick no whammies. Step. All right. I want to hear about your first paid coaching gig. Yeah. So uh, first paid one is at, is at Granbury High School. I took a job. I wanted to take a job where I didn't have connections to my dad. Somebody didn't know my dad, and he mm-hmm. knew a lot of the guys in the Metroplex, and he'd been recruiting um, a guy named Randy Blankenship comes mm-hmm. from California, seven-time coach of the year, comes to Texas. I don't know this guy. He's from California. I go in and, and, and get a job there. And really, um, it was crazy. They'd been through five head coaches in like eight years. It was an unstable place. I, I stayed there for one year and went to the, the other end of it, Plano Senior High, mm-hmm. that won seven state titles. It still is on like their fourth coach from the same tree, yep. from Clark, Kimbrough, you know, all that. But um, I learned some good stuff. I learned how to run the wing tee. And so when we struggled at Frisco with the schools getting split up and we go from district champ to 0-10, that, that's where we went back to the wing tee, and it was from Randy Blankenship. And it, it, it kind of taught us, hey, you can do something that most people at 5 and 6A level don't do. And then um, we tried to build on it and throw a lot out of it. And so I, I give him a ton of credit for that. He's a, He's a good man. He's a great football coach. Do you uh, have to clean the locker room as a low man on the totem pole? You know, I did a little bit more of that at Plano. All the guys <laughs> were like over 45 and 50. And it's a bigger so, staff, too. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm like, uh, who's the guy that's going to drive the bus? I'll do that, coach. Yeah. Who's the guy that's going to clean out the storage room? I'll do that, coach. And mm-hmm. I, I, I knew I couldn't bring a wealth of experience to Plano because they had such a talented staff. And I could bring energy and work ethic, so I did all the grunt work, and I was happy to do it. I wanted to, I wanted to be able to contribute to that staff. Well, and now you're a state champion. Come on, the head coach <laughs> of the Pleasant Grove Hawks, Josh Gibson. Coach, appreciate your time. Congratulations, Thank you. thanks for having me. There he is, Josh Gibson, head coach of the Pleasant Grove Hawks. Appreciate him stopping by the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Booth at THSC at Coaching School and Convention. Excited to see what he does for an encore. 2017 was so good for them. Excited to see what they do in 2018. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You definitely want to do that with the season on Fast Approach. We are now in August, people. There is football this month. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider for all the best online content at TexasFootball.com, including, if you're into that kind of thing, 
an exclusive weekly podcast from me and Matt Stepp, where we're just going to nerd out about high school football for about an hour every week. Uh, we're coming up with a name right now, but we're really excited about this Insider podcast. But you got to be an insider to get it. TexasFootball.com is where you can find it. $19.95 for an entire year. Makes it a great gift as well. You get two magazines, a year's worth of online content. It's TexasFootball.com is where you can find that. Let's go west now. We talked with the new head coach of the Brownfield Cubs, Coach Dwayne Tolliver, stopped by uh, about his program and and talked about what he's up against with this Cubs program. We're really excited to see what they do in 2018. Here's Matt Stepp's conversation with Brownfield Coach Dwayne Tolliver here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here at the Texas High School Coaches Association Convention. We are here with the new head coach of the Brownfield Cubs, undefeated head coach Dwayne Tolliver. Coach, uh, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is this is big time. Oh, no. I, you've, you, 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 I was telling the story off the air when you, when, you, when you first, you know, you've got your first head coaching job in Texas at Claude. One of the first text messages you got was from me, and you were probably like wondering, how did this guy get my phone number, and who is he? How did you, how did you get my phone number, and how did you know I got the Claude job so fast? Well, you know, I, I have my sources. I have my sources. <laughs> Nice. Now, uh, Brownfield, uh, you know, job came open fairly late in the off season, and, and I know you did a great job at Tulia. And, and I talked to, them, to my my contacts, my peeps in the Panhandle, and they mentioned, you know, the, the, how impressed you were with the Tulia program and how how you kind of got things pointed in the right direction. So I know it was tough for you to leave, but what attracted you to the Brownfield job when that job job came open? Well, um, kind of like real estate, location, location, location. With my wife, you know, going through what she went through, you know, a few years ago and, mm-hmm. and with the, the cancer scare and, you know, all of her doctors are in Lubbock, we knew eventually we wanted to be back in the Lubbock area. And then, you know, the Brownfield, you know, I interviewed for Lubbock High and didn't get it, and then the Brownfield job came open, and, you know, it, it just it was perfect for the time, and it put us where we needed to be. All right. Now, what, what, you know, you've had a chance. You've been there some, some this off season. you know, looking at your kids. What, what kind of ball club? Do you expect to field in 2018? What, what have your kids uh, been how, – how hard have they been working in the summer, and, and what can we expect to see from you guys? We're, our, our kids are going to be fast, physical. We're going to have a lot of fun, um, up-tempo. You know, I'm a tech guy, so so we're going to be up-tempo. Okay. We're going to play fast. Okay. Um, I'm a tech guy that has a defensive background, though, so we're going to play defense. Um, kid, the kids we have at Brownfield, it, it's an untapped gold mine. I mean, we, we have some kids that can flat-out get it. I've, they've always been known as a talented team. You know, I'm, I was talking to Marcus Shavers, who's the new head coach at McKinney. Yes, we're hoping to get him on a little bit later. He's, you know, he's big time in it around. You know how that goes. <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, he, he was at Estacado. He would always tell me, man, man, Step Brownfield's got kids. Brownfield's got. If they could ever get it going, they've always got kids. And I know that's always been been the thing. What do you think needs to happen? You and your coaches have focused on with your kids to try to get Brown because Brownfield's always been kind of you know a, an average team for, for lack of a better term kind of right in that you know third fourth place in most districts yep. what do you think you guys need to bring to the table to get that thing turned around and get get Brownfield where they can potentially be the the number one thing is you know what we've what we've focused on so far this summer already building relationships we got to get in there build those relationships with those kids get them early and just get be the the father figure or whatever they need in their life to keep them out of trouble, keep them at the facility, keep them working, and and I, you know, I'm a true believer. And once you have that relationship, they know you you love them as people. They're, they'll do anything for you. And so far, the kids in Brownfield has been no different. They uh, 
you know, we, we've averaged 50 to 60 every day this summer. You know, they, they're in there working. Um, facilities are amazing. I was going to ask about your facilities. Talk, talk about the facility. I mean, Brownfield ISD and the taxpayers of that district have done a great job in investing in their student-athletes, haven't they? Oh, no doubt. About six years ago, they came in and, and built a, a huge, you know, 50-yard uh, indoor facility that, you know, it, it houses football and, and, you know, all of our boy athletes. And it's, it's amazing just for a 3A Division One team to have what we have. We're very blessed that, you know, the people of Brownfield, what, what they've invested in us. All right, now we're, we here, are here at THSCA coaching the coaches' convention, and it is busy, busy afternoon. A lot going on. I know you were talking off air. You love it when it comes to San Antonio. What do you, what do you like the most about coaching school? What do you try to get accomplished when you're down here uh, at the convention? Well, you know, coming down here, it's number one. It's it's great being amongst fellow coaches. Just the profession and and you know the fraternity that we have as far as you know high school coaches in the state of texas it's unmatched anywhere you know i, I spent some time out in new mexico and and there's good there's food there great food in new mexico yeah, good food but you know as far as coaching being a profession there's nothing like it and you know just the fact of coming down to san antonio you know there's great food here too now there is some good food in san antonio <laughs> zinc burger Zinc burger. Zinc burger. Max Max recommends it. It's a great burger off the beaten path. Zinc All burger. right. Let's, we, we've, been, okay. we've, we've gone back-to-back days, if that tells you anything. That, that tells me a lot because I know you're a foodie. <laughs> I am a foodie. I, I like to eat. I, I do like to eat. So <laughs> Hey, you don't get to look like us by not no, eating. No, no, no. Now, uh, one, speaking of food and nutrition, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dairy Max, we're partners. And uh, I know you, we talked about it all off the air, uh, you know, What's the importance of, of nutrition, fueling your athletes to be optimal? Because if you're not fueling your body, you're not optimal. And I know you're a big believer in chocolate milk as well, right? Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Our kids, we, we have chocolate milk after every workout. It's the, the number one recovery drink. It's the number one to help build muscle. Um, to me, it's better, you know, our demographics, we can't, we can't afford to send, tell kids go home and have a protein shake. But every kid can leave there with chocolate milk in their hand. You know, I, I'm kind of anal about it. I make them drink it in front of me before they leave. Make them chug it, right? To make, to make sure they drink it. But so, the next day they're, they're, they're ready to go, right? Their bodies have recovered, right? They're recovered. They're ready to go. It's, it's great. All right. Now, final question for you, Coach, is the Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> Wheel of Questions. you got to spin this bad boy, and whatever question it lands on, you got to answer it truthfully. Do I get to look? You can look. You can tell me what it is. That's all right. I'll. It's a good spin. I've been drinking lots of chocolate milk. <laughs> all right, what we got? If I weren't a coach. Yeah, all right, so you're an excellent coach, and we appreciate you as an educator as well. But if you weren't in the education business, what would you be doing? If I wasn't in the education build, or business, I would be in business. I'd, I'd be... Some kind of business owner. You don't I don't, I don't know what. Business? I don't know what, but I would. I would. I'd run a corporation. You run a corporation. Okay. Okay. I. Uh, I was thinking you might run like a like a like a good food place, like a restaurant or something. What? what? Nah, I like food too much. I eat it. I, I'd eat all my profits. <laughs> but um, my background is in business. I, okay. I have a business management degree. So if I wasn't coaching, if high school coach, if my high school coaches didn't have the influence on me, they did. I would be in the business field. Coaching football is a lot more fun, isn't it? Oh, it's tons more fun. <laughs> He's Dwayne Tolliver. I'm Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football.
We are at the Coach's Convention. Coach, we appreciate your time. Hey. Congrats on the new job, and good luck in 2018. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. All right. There he is, Dwayne Tolliver, new coach at Brownfield. Excited to see what the Cubs do this year. Coach Tolliver has established himself as one of the fast risers in Texas high school football coaching, and there's a lot of coaches who really feel like he is the next big thing. So we appreciate him stopping by. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please come get your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.